0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Church on the Move Online. I'm so glad that you made it. I'm so glad that you uh, chose to be with us today. Uh, I especially want to just take a moment and just thank those that maybe have never uh, experienced Church on the Move before and just say welcome, welcome, welcome. We look forward to hopefully meeting you soon in person Uh, Until that happens, I just want to, I'd love to connect with you and maybe get to know you and you, us, and uh, if you'll go to our website at cotmtyler.org, on that home page, there's a a button that says communication card. If you wouldn't mind just uh, filling out as much information as you're comfortable with, and if you'll just do that. I'll respond to you, and then also I'll pray for you over the next week, and uh, And looking forward, just inviting you to come and be with us in person when that uh, is made available. And then all the rest of you guys, Church on the Movers, I, I love you, I'm missing you, missing you, I mean really missing you and loving you, and, and just looking forward to being with you. And uh, I'm, I'm so glad that you joined us today, and hopefully these messages have been uh, just life-changing, life-giving to you. Today, I wanna jump into today's message. Uh, We've been on a series. uh, If you've been following us and tracking with us, we've been on a series called Face It. And uh, the reason for this series is because every one of us face life challenges and uh, not every one of us handle those life challenges very well. And so we've been talking about how to confront life's challenges. And, And really what got me to thinking about this is Jesus. Jesus, uh, he had the greatest challenge that anybody could ever face. Uh, he knew he was going to be facing it. He knew what was going to be happening, and yet he purposed to go ahead and, and face that challenge. In Luke chapter 9, we'll see this. In Luke 9 verse six, uh, 51, it says, Now it came to pass, when the time had come for him to be received up, that he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. Now, you may be feeling overwhelmed right now, you may be feeling defeated right now because of life 's challenges, and you might you might feel like uh, your all is is small a matter of fact i 've entitled today 's message your all when your all seems small, what do you do? I think a lot of times what happens with people is they they just throw in the towel and they quit or they get frustrated or they get hopeless or a, a variety of different things that happen and and end up being defeated rather than uh, succeeding or being victorious. And so we're going to talk about some things that we can do when our all seems small. And I'm using a story Uh, of Elijah and a widow woman. And it was during a time where there was a great drought in the land and Elijah, God was supernaturally feeding him with ravens. And he was by this brook that dried up. And God told him, he says, listen, I want you to get up from here. I want you to go see this widow woman. And I've commanded her to take care of you and feed you. And I'm sure in his mind, he was thinking, awesome, awesome. There's somebody with resources. There's somebody with supplies. There's somebody that's maybe wealthy or at or, uh, least uh, has a lot that she can share with me. And so I want to pick up the story in verse 10 of 1 Kings chapter 17. First 10, verse 10, it says, so he rose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, indeed, a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, please bring me a little water in a cup that I, may, that I may drink. And as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. And so she said, as the Lord your God lives, evidently she knew he was a man of God, I do not have... I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. And see, I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat of it and die. And Elijah said to her, do not fear, go do as you have said, but make me a small cake from it first, bring it to me and afterward make some for yourself and your son for thus saith the Lord God of Israel, God spoke to her through him. The bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the oil uh, dry, run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth, until the fam- famine is gone. And so, uh, there's some things here that I want to talk to you about when you're when you're all seem small because she she didn't have very much. She had just enough to just fix a little bit of bread. And then she, her, in her own mind, uh, they were going to eat her and her son, and then they were going to die of starvation. So there's a, there's a few things that I see from this story that I want to share that I believe will make a difference in your life. So when you're all seem small, number one, listen intently, listen intently for what God is saying. Let, let, let me let me tell you what happens when when you're all seem small because I think every one of us have been there, maybe you're there now, maybe you just you just feel like you, you don't have much, you don't I mean, you don't know what to do, how are you going to do it, and it, it's like uh, you know I'm going to eat this little bit and I'm going to starve and die. Maybe you still you have that kind of situation right now. Maybe it's in your marriage, maybe it's in your finances, maybe it's in your health, uh, maybe it's in your in your in your job or, or whatever it may be. Uh, I've got good news from you. God has a solution, but you have to listen intently to what he is saying to you because there's all kinds of voices out there. And and I'm going to tell you, they're going to come to you and you're going to have to dismiss those voices that are coming to you. Uh, one of the greatest voices here that I see that, uh, Elijah had to deal with. He says, fear not. Fear is a voice that will speak to you and it will, it will paralyze you and it'll keep you back from hearing from God. And uh, so that's a voice you have to dismiss. How about the voice of reason? I'm sure in her mind, one of the first things, as a matter of fact, she communicated, I have nothing. I, I, all I have is this and I'm going to go fix a little bread and my son and I are going to eat and then we're goners. And, and so she started to reason. And Elijah said, that's fine, go fix some, but bring me some first and then go ahead and you and your son eat and your, and he said, uh, that oil and that flower is never going to dry up until the, the drought's gone, until God sends rain on this land and you're going to be taken care of. And so God had a solution. Let me, let, me, let me just say this, God always looks at your potential, not your limitations, God always speaks to your potential and not your limitations. That's why we need to hear what God has to say because God always has a solution to every everything that we face in life. And uh, you know that's happened many times throughout life. You see that with different people, like Gideon, when God uh, uh, appeared to Gideon, the same thing. Gideon says, "Who am I? I'm, I'm a runt. Uh, my families are. My family is the least of all of Israel. And and why are you choosing me? And and, uh, and when God uh, initially uh, revealed himself to." Through to uh, Gideon, through an angel, he's uh, the angel says, "You are a mighty man of valor." That word, valor, there. It means uh, of great courage in the face of danger. Yet he was hiding. He was hiding from the Midianites. Sorry about that. Uh, But he was hiding from the Midianites. And we wanna make sure that we're not hiding from the Midianites, that we're not hiding from our problems. We're not hiding from our challenges. We're not hiding from the things that we're going through. Instead, we're confronting those things. Listening, how do we confront them? We listen to what God is saying you know when we were uh, planning uh on pla- planting uh church on the move c o t m tyler uh here in tyler we we there there was a lot of things that uh that just wasn't aligning itself like provision a matter of fact one of the things that I saw that uh, just was a lack of that were when our all seemed small was finances uh matter of fact uh we I had to sift through all these uh, all these voices the voice of fear the voice of reason the voice of circumstances our circumstances weren't uh, like they needed to be and uh, yet I know that I know that I know that I heard from God. And, and so we, mo- we moved here and we started the church and we started with a boombox on the stage. We had no sound system. Uh, I mean, it was humble, humble beginnings. And I'm so grateful that we pressed through that because 25 years later, this September, we'll be celebrating our 25th anniversary as a church. We've seen thousands of people get saved, lots of people, tons of people uh, get, get ministered through. Two, through the body of of Church on the Move. And I'm so, so grateful that we listen to God's voice rather than the voice of fear, the voice of reason, the voice of circumstances. That's the first thing, intently listen. Do what is necessary to hear from God. That's why it's so important that we we have daily prayer time, that we have uh, uh, set-aside times for prayer and fasting. We do that twice a year. And I encourage you to participate in those times. The second thing that we need to do when, when our all seems small that I see from this story of Elijah and the widow woman is that we need to faithfully engage, faithfully engage. What I, hap- what I see happening many times is when people are struggling and they're challenged and things are going on in their life, instead of staying faithfully engaged, they disengage. Worst thing that you can do is disengage. Disengage we need to we need to understand that God is looking for our faithfulness God blesses faithfulness uh I remember one time i was uh, uh, it, it was probably one uh, Sunday, I, I know it was on a Sunday, but I was probably really on a Sunday when we had some bad weather, and when bad weather uh, happens, then uh, our attendance is really low, and it was probably one of those Sundays, and, and I was looking and seeing who all wasn't here rather than paying attention to who all was here, and the Lord dealt with me. He says, you need to get your eyes off of those that aren't here and get your eyes on the faithful ones that are here. And and then he gave me a scripture out of Psalm one hundred one, verse six, and it's this: that my eyes are on the faithful of the land. And God just reminded me that His eyes are on the faithful. He's not He's not on those that are are given in to fear, but those that are walking in faith and being faithful. Uh, and, and there's a there's a uh, a passage of scripture in Matthew chapter twenty five where there was a master. Uh, that came and he divided some uh, talents to three different uh, servants. One, he gave five talents, another two, another one. The one with the five went and, and, and doubled his talent. The one with the two doubled his talent. The one with the one was afraid and his, hid his talent. And when the Lord came, uh, or the master came back, uh, he said this about the one with the five that doubled his, the one with the two that doubled his, and that took risks. He said this uh, in verse 21, Matthew 25, and also verse 23, it brings it out. Uh, His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Notice here that God says, he says, you've been faithful with the little. I'm going to make sure that you're ruler over many Now, he said that to the one with the five and the one with the two talents that that took risks, did something with their talents, but the one that was afraid and hid his talent, didn't waste it, just hid it, didn't do anything, gave into his his reasoning, gave into his circumstances, gave, gave into the fear. The Bible called him wicked and unprofitable. Let me tell you something, what God's looking for and where his eyes are on the faithful of the land. Even though you're small may seem like it, uh, that, uh, I mean, you're all may seem small. Can I tell you, just stay faithful. Stay engaged, don't disengage. This is the time where, uh, you know, when this stuff is going on, this is the time where go ahead and, and keep serving in ministry. How do you do that? Well, we're not meeting on Sundays, but can you can you go ahead and minister to our body and, and reach out and make phone calls and, and love people and maybe be available and maybe help some people out that need some help during this time? uh, be faithful, just stay engaged. Don't disengage. Uh, keep, uh, doing your small groups the best you can. Uh, however you can do it, do it through zoom, do it through phone calls, do it through texting or, 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 all of those combined and just watch and see if God doesn't take your, your faithfulness with those small things and make you ruler over much. And I believe that's what this, this widow woman did. She was just faithful. She went ahead and she didn't argue with him. She just uh, presented the, the 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 facts to him. And and he says, this is what the Lord thy God says. And, and if you'll do this, then you're, you're gonna see the results of it. And if you'll do whatever God has already instructed you to do and be faithful in it, I believe that you're gonna see uh, during this drought that God's gonna bless you. With that being said, let me give you the third area that I think that is vitally, vitally important Uh, When your all seems small, number three is sow for increase. Sow for increase. If your your all is small or it seems small, well, take your small and sow it. That's what this widow woman did. This is what Elijah instructed the widow woman to do. Go ahead and take it and sow first and watch and see if you don't receive a harvest. Uh, God always increases the seed that you sow, not the seed that you keep. And, and you see that throughout scripture. In, uh I believe it's in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, the Bible says that he, give, he gives seed to the sower. God will make sure that your seed that you sow will also be brought to you and then he will cause that seed that you do sow to bring a harvest in your life. You know, uh, during this time, everybody uh, has been challenged in one way or another. I've talked to a number of pastors. A number of pastors have been uh, challenged financially. I know that we've, we've, we've felt it. And uh, so this week, what I did, I told my wife, I said, I want you to, I, I just, you know, it's always been my, my wife's and I's practice that when you have a need, sow a seed. And we're seed sowers all the time, but well, I mean, we step it up. That's not the time to step down. That's not the time to step back. That's the time to keep engaged. And we step it up. So I told her this, I told her, I said, I want you to write some checks out and send a check here, send a check here, send it in, we're gonna do this here. And, uh, and so we've stepped up and you watch, you watch. As a matter of fact, we've already seen the effect of it and thank God for that. And, uh, and you watch though, uh, God is faithful who promised. Uh, generous man himself will be blessed. He who refreshes others himself will be refreshed. And so we all have needs. Uh, this uh, end of last year, uh, close to the end of the year, uh, I had two different accidents and they were uh, within two weeks, believe it or not. And one was in our, our Jeep and uh, we have a, a, a 2004 Jeep. And, and then the other one was in my 2000 uh, uh, Dodge pickup. And, uh, and they were within two weeks and I was driving it both times. And it wasn't my fault either one. Uh, the, 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 the more severe one was my pickup pickup. Uh, it was right here in the loop, uh, as was leaving the church or as I was leaving the church, I uh, had the green uh, arrow to go out and I was leaving and, and, uh, I guess, a, a vehicle did not see that the, uh, they had the red light and they ran it, uh, going 55 hit me, could have been fatal. Thank God it hit the, uh, the back end instead of right, uh, T-bone me. And, uh, and so it, it left us without vehicles, uh, for a time. And, uh, and so, anyway, long story short, I, I fixed them both. Uh, the pickup actually looks better than it did before the wreck. Uh, found a great bed for it, uh, great tailgate, all kinds of stuff. It it's actually looks much, much better. And uh, the Jeep fixed it up. And and so we're needing we're needing vehicles. I did get an, a, another pickup, and God uh, blessed me with that, and thank God for that. And so uh, we have our 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 director here in our church of our media, and his name's Richard Turner. And uh, I got to thinking, his vehicle uh, cratered, and I've been letting him use the 2000 uh, pickup. And so this week, I just felt like the Lord put it in my heart. And uh, I went to my wife, and she agreed. I, I, I felt like, hey, let's sew that truck to him. And so we did that. We did that today. We sowed that truck to him. We gave him uh, the title and sowed it to him and tears came to his eyes and he was very moved by the fact that we did that. And uh, I'm fully convinced that uh, because we've sowed seed, we're going to see our need met and we will get a eventually get a vehicle to replace my wife's vehicle and uh, praise God. And uh, the point that I'm Uh, making, and the reason why I'm telling that story is this, is that when you have a need, sow a seed. Use your seed to sow for increase. God brings increase through your seed. During your time of trial, if you're going through, through marriage problems, uh, if you're going through some marriage problems, guess what the best thing you can do is not sit there and, 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 and draw back and, and whatever. How about just encouraging another marriage? How about sowing seed in some other marriage? If you have a, a, a need maybe for encouragement, how about going and encouraging somebody else? Whatever, whatever need you have, use it as seed to sow into the lives of others and watch and see if God doesn't bless you immensely in your life. I hope you were encouraged by this message. I believe uh, that this message is gonna be impactful if you'll do these three things. Number one, listen, listen intently. And then uh, make sure that you're hearing God's voice above all the other voices. Secondly, make sure that you're faithfully engaged. Don't disengage when your all seems small when it seems like maybe the situation is hopeless or uh, why? what's the use, why, why even care, why even try, uh, just go ahead and faithfully stay engaged because God's eyes are on the faithful of the land. And then thirdly, sow for increase. When, if you have a need, sow a seed. Whatever it is and wherever it is that you have a need in, take something that you can sow and sow it into somebody else and watch and see that God will work a miracle for you too, because he's no respecter of persons. I hope you enjoyed that. God bless you. Uh, Let me just say this as I bring this to a close. The best thing that you could do, maybe you're watching today and you don't have a real personal relationship with Jesus Christ, or maybe you have, had a personal relationship, but you've walked away and you've gotten away from Christ and like the prodigal son, you're wanting to come back. On either one of those invitations, can I tell you the best thing that you can do is give your life completely to Christ the Bible says if we, if we try to hold on to our life, we'll lose it, but if we give our life, if we lose our life, we'll find it. God will make sure that we get it back. How? It will come back to you blessed because whatever you put in God's hands, he's able to bless it. And so today, if that's you and you need to give your life completely over to Jesus Christ, would you just pray this prayer with me? Say, Jesus, come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. I believe with all my heart that you died for me, you were buried, and you were raised from the dead. And today, I make you Lord over my life. Thank you for forgiving me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, please let us know. Let us know right now that you've done that. If you're in our our, uh, online platform, uh, you can do that there and uh, fill out our communication card. Go to our website and do that now. And uh, I will respond helping you with your next steps, get you some information, some materials, and, and just pray for you also this next week. I love you guys. I thank you. Thank you for uh, tuning in today. I believe if you'll do this, I believe it's, this message is extremely timely for such a time as this. Thank you guys for stepping in and and being a part of what God is doing here at Church on the Move. If you like this message, if you wouldn't mind liking it on Facebook and sharing it, and let's make sure that we're touching as many people as possible with this, this message. And then also, I wanna invite you to participate and be a part of what God is doing through our church And uh, you can do that through your giving. And if you would mind going to our, also to our homepage on our website, and there's a giving link there. And uh, go ahead and uh, it will show you the various ways that you can give. Love you guys. Thank you so much. I am so looking forward to us coming back and being together. In the meantime, know this, that I'm praying for you, that we're standing for you, and we're believing God's best for you. God bless you. Have a great, great Sunday in Jesus' name.